You're listening to the Logan Ward Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and give a follow on Twitter and Facebook at Logan Ward Show. Today's episode of the Logan Ward Podcast is brought to you by the Daily Fix Nutrition. The Daily Fix Nutrition is your new place to get healthy shakes, energizing teas and drinks, and protein coffee. The Daily Fix is located in White House, Texas, and you can follow them on Instagram at The Daily Fix Nutrition. The Daily Fix Nutrition. Come get your fix. Welcome in to Logan Ward Show. Glad to have y'all in. We're doing a lot better today. We're doing a lot better in terms of technology. We're we're here. We're doing well. We got internet up. Uh, so glad to have y'all in here on a Wednesday here on 12 on Sports Network. I'm Logan Ward. Alongside me is my new trusted sidekick. The new guy on the block, Mr. Mo Aleem. Mo, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad the fans at home can hear me. Uh, and I will tell you again, Logan, as I will tell the fans listening at home and watching at home, that I've made a character choice to wear sunglasses as Mo Aleem, the visionary, the television personality, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> so Mo's gone with the character. Uh, he's, uh, gone full Maverick, uh, <laughs> now with the, uh, the shades on, uh, but glad to have Mo on. We're excited. Uh, today the internet's working. We're, we're ready to go. The internet's working. We got a great show for you today, uh, here on 12 ounce sports. Be sure to follow 12 ounce sports on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you use social media, the most follow them, give them a follow. Also follow yours truly and Mo. Uh, Maverick Aleem over here. Uh, go ahead and follow him as well on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. You can see our Twitter handles uh, here. Let me start with with this. So COVID has made us aware of a lot of things. 2020 has been a crazy year, but it's made us aware of a lot of things. Uh, we don't have to leave the house if we ever want to. That's something that we didn't know we could do until this year. But you don't have to leave your house ever. You you can get things delivered. You get Postmates. You get Waiter, uh, DoorDash. You can get your groceries delivered. Even hardware stores deliver now. You can order a hammer online now. It doesn't matter. So COVID has changed that. We've under, we now understand that you don't have to leave the house. Another thing that COVID has taught us is that 
we really like socialization. People like to be t- with people. It has been the hardest thing trying to get people to stay away from each other. You know, last year people were like, oh, I don't want to socialize. This year, everyone wants to be together. Human interaction, socialization, we like that stuff. So those are a couple of things that COVID has taught us. Another thing that COVID has taught us in the year of 2020 is that college football is a mess. College football is wildly flawed. This college football playoff is going to be the most talked about. And it's not because a couple of years ago, TCU and Baylor didn't get in and there's a big conversation about that. This isn't, this is a lot different because this year, more than any other years, we're really seeing the discrepancies of college football. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of people that are like, put Coastal Carolina in the playoff. Do not do that. Don't make those poor souls go out on that field against Alabama. Alabama would open up as a 35-point favorite, and I think that I would take the over. That would be a blowout. It would not be fun. Don't put Coastal Carolina through that. Don't put Cincinnati in that. I don't want to see that. As a college football fan, I don't want that. That's been my knock in the last couple of years is that there's been some really bad games in the college football playoff. I don't want that. What I do want is I want competition, and I want fairness. And right now, this college football playoff, this year particularly, has been a mess. And Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, they might deserve it, but they shouldn't get in. I don't want to see Coastal Carolina play against Bama. I don't want to see it. I honestly don't even think that I want to see Texas A&M against Bama again. Bama whooped them the first time. Now, another thing that this season has really shown us is that there are the Power 5 schools. And I say the Power 5 schools. I mean the, the Power 5. The five schools that are really good. Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. Um, I'll throw in Georgia's been really good in the last couple of years. Um, and... I don't know. Let's throw in another team. Those teams. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame's been in there a couple times as well. But those are the Power Five. And then there's the rest of the Power Five conference teams. And then there's Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina. It has become so big. The gap has become so big of talent between Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Even Notre Dame got smacked when they got into the playoff. This is. This is getting ridiculous, honestly. Michigan State lost to Bama by 38 in a playoff game. Clemson beat Ohio State by 31. Last year, LSU beat Oklahoma by 35. We've got to fix college football. And I don't know what that looks like. Maybe they do Power 5 conference teams only and they go play for a national championship. And then you get all the other Division 1 schools to play for another championship. Maybe you do that. Maybe you have three different tiers of Division I football. Maybe that's what happens. But right now, this is a mess. Ohio State's going to get in because of their name. They don't deserve it. They're going to win six games. Again, Florida, Dan Mullen said this week, if we would have done six games, we'd be in the playoffs. That's true. That is absolutely true. College football is a mess, and we've got to fix it. Let me switch to this. So Monday night football, and I think that Mo would agree. This is Monday night. This Monday night football game was absolutely great, was it not? I mean, th- this Monday night football game was a barn burner. 
It was a great game. Uh, and the interesting thing about this game is that you watch this game, and what I took away from it was you just you just got to let Lamar be Lamar. Like, you just got to let him do what he does. If he doesn't do what he does, you lose. Everyone was all saying when he came into the league, they're like, you've got to throw the ball. Lamar Jackson has got to throw the ball downfield. He's got to be a pocket quarterback because that's what the NFL is. I don't think Lamar Jackson needs to be that. Lamar Jackson needs to be Lamar Jackson. He's the fastest player on the field every single time he steps on the field. Against, I guess maybe against Kansas City if he's on the field with Tyreek Hill. But other than that, he's the fastest player on the field. The other night, he just ran all over Cleveland. He had like 56 passing yards in the first half. He was terrible. He was slipping all over the place. He was inaccurate. He's not a very accurate thrower. But when he uses those legs, he's special. He is a special, special player. Lamar Jackson, he's not a thrower. He's 26th in completion percentage in the, in, in the NFL. 22nd in passing yards. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are above him. I think that Mitchell Trubisky is higher than him in completion percentage. But you know what he is? He is the 10th leading rusher in the NFL. Not just quarterbacks. Leading rusher. Like all the running backs that are out. All these great running backs that we have. Yeah, he's 10th in rushing. Let Lamar Jackson be Lamar Jackson. Let him run all over the field. Put Honestly, put five out. Put five wideouts out and just let him do a QB draw. Middle linebacker's not going to catch him. Why not just let him go? So... Just let him do his thing. John Harbaugh needs to know this. Look, get a, a decent offensive line. Maybe get some outside help. You need a really good defense and then manage the clock. Now, if Lamar Jackson gets down two scores, you might be in trouble. But don't let it happen. Let Lamar Jackson play his game. Let Lamar Jackson be him. Everyone was telling him when he came into the NFL that he needed to be a pocket quarterback. He needed to be somebody that threw the ball. Because that's what the NFL says. Just let him run. I don't know, maybe put him in that uh, wing T offense in the uh, triple option like they have it, like Army and Navy. What do you think about that? I would love to see Lamar do that, honestly. I think that is a great way to utilize him. But to your point there, Logan, I do agree that this was probably the greatest Monday night football game since, uh, let's go back two years to Kansas City versus the Rams, 57 to 54 in OT, I think. Um, great game kept you, you know, in your seat the entire time you wanted to watch this game because neither team was out of it at any point, you know, either team had a shot, even on that last trick play where Jarvis Landry gave up two points to, uh, the Ravens on a safety that even, even that play was amazing to watch. So, um, you know, great game all the way throughout. Uh, let's talk about Lamar though. You know, you mentioned that Lamar just needs to be Lamar. And yeah, I completely agree. That's what Lamar can do. And I think he's confined in a space where he can only do a certain amount of things on a football field. And a lot of those things have to do with his legs. Some of the throws that Lamar was making, even the throw over the top to Hollywood Brown uh, for a 50 yard touchdown, I think on Monday night, he threw the ball, maybe 20 yards down the field. The whole defense had run all the way up to um, basically, basically the linebacker level um, and Lamar basically just had to toss it right over the top to Hollywood Brown wide open and you know Hollywood Brown did, did, did what he does and you know that's make plays and take it to the end zone 
Um, so some of those throws are very elementary, and I think you're right. You can only have Lamar do a certain amount of things on the football field, and 85% of them will be with his legs. And that's what John Harbaugh did. He, he called a great game. Um, but I will stipulate that this was against Cleveland. Let's hold our horses, everyone. Lamar is not, you know, playing at an MVP level, I don't think. He's, he's just, you know, he had a great game against an inferior defense. Uh, both defenses were giving up big plays, um, you know, some injuries on both sides of the ball as well. So you have to take that into account. But um, we knew this was going to be a crazy game. It's a divisional game. Um, and, you know, it was very entertaining. I loved watching it. And uh, I just think we need to pump the brakes on both. Cleveland and Baltimore as maybe contenders no, might absolutely. call them yeah. they're, they're playoff teams, but they're not, they're definitely not in the top tier of the AFC. And so uh, great game, but um, no. yeah, let's just keep yeah. it at that and not take anything more out of it. The Browns, the Browns are the Browns, right? I mean, like they're a nice story this year at nine and four, but the Browns are the Browns. Like it, when you see the Browns, you expect disappointment. Like even people who were like watching this Monday night football game, great game. But I think that the Browns, it was like plus three. And then they ended up giving that safety at the end. Even their, them covering it is, is a disappointment. Like people mm -hmm. are so mad at them just not covering. Uh, yeah. You know, so you think that neither one of these teams are playoff, like real contenders, right? Uh, no, I think you have, you know, obviously Kansas city, uh, Pittsburgh is showing its true colors over the last few weeks. Um, I would put the bills up there. They've proven themselves against some really good teams lately. Um, I think they're playing great football right now and have got a good game plan. And then I think you have to put Tennessee up there as, you know, crazy as that might seem. I think, you know, they made it to the AFC championship last year. I think they're a real contender with Derrick Henry, unless someone can figure out how to stop that guy, they can make it deep into the playoffs and challenge Kansas city. Even if they can't win, they can give them a really good game. Yeah, I don't think that anybody wants to see Derrick Henry in the first round of the playoffs. Like The entire AFC is trying to avoid that. We're going to talk some more uh, AFC playoff picture. That Now that it's kind of shaking out a little differently now, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more AFC uh, picture playoff picture uh, coming up here in a little bit here on the Logan Ward Show. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk. We saw a lot of like pretty miserable football this weekend uh, in the NFL. Are teams actively trying to tank right now, or is it just a co case of like the Adam Gases? We'll have that coming up here uh, on the Logan Ward Show. Uh, be sure to follow the Logan Ward Show on Twitter at Logan Ward Pod. You can also follow Mo at Barack Mobamba. Be, be sure to follow them and follow Twelve Ounce Sports. It's a uh, Again, they've been great to us uh, in allowing us to come back onto the network. So uh, be sure to follow 12 Ounce Sports. We're also live on Zingo TV, channel 761. We'll be right back here on the Sports Show.
Welcome to my bookie. You're ready to create an account and start making money. And we're here to help. And remember, you can get a bonus of up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Now you're ready to bet. Just go to mybookie.ag, visit the sports book, click on your bet, and input the amount you want to risk or win in the bet slip. Yes, it's that easy. Just remember, at MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. getting things done. We're pretty good at solving problems. COVID-19 is the biggest challenge we've had to face. The challenges are what motivate us, like flying masks to our employees around the world. We're doing everything we can to get you what you need and doing everything we can to keep our people safe. I'm former Navy pilot, Sarah Rhodes, and I'm proud to lead our Amazon Air Network. are rolling every day now. If you want to support the 12 Ounce Sports team, there's an easy way to get in on the action. 12 Ounce Sports, it's 12 Ounce Sports. It's going to hook you up with a crazy deal when you sign up and make your first deposit on mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag. When you make that first deposit on mybookie.ag, they'll match your first deposit up to $1,000 when you punch in the promo code 12 Ounce Sports. That's 120Z Sports. All caps, no spaces. When signing up on mybookie.ag to get your deposit matched up to $1,000, remember always to gamble responsibly. Yeah, if I had that uh, mybookie $1,000 match, uh, I don't know who I would, you know. There's a lot of crazy lines that were happening this weekend in the NFL, uh, specifically. Um, I don't even know what the Seahawks Jets game was, what the line was for that. It that game was ridiculous. I mean, the Jets are absolutely awful. They're they're terrible, and like it's one of those things where apparently, reportedly, they're headed in the right direction. Right? They got the new GM. He's made a couple good picks. Mackay Becton was an okay. I mean, I thought he was a pretty good pick um, last year. Um, they have all these picks that they got from Seattle. Um, they were pretty bad though the other night, Mo. 
It was it was pretty ugly. It was absolutely horrendous to watch that game, and I'm glad I didn't because <laughs> I saw what was going on on my fantasy app. It was Russell Wilson racking up yards and touchdowns to random people, people on the practice squad that they had called up because they knew that anyone and everyone can get in on the scoring versus the Jets. Um, and I think, you know, it's not a big secret as to why they're doing this. As, you know, they almost beat the Raiders last week or uh, two weeks ago. So that gave the Jets a scare. I mean, they were about to win. That's that's terrifying. The Jets winning, like, that cannot happen for them. And I think they got a call from upstairs. Someone must have said something. And uh, unfortunately, Greg Williams was, you know, kind of the sacrifice in that situation. Someone had to be taken out for such a terrible call. Um, I think Adam Gase potentially might have known about that call uh, because I think it did come from a higher power in the Jets organization uh, yeah. because they would have forfeited a you know generational talent if they had potentially gotten that win against the Raiders to Jacksonville and you know the AFC land cha- landscape changes for the next ten years you just know, like it, that. It's interesting because like Adam Gase is still the coach, and there's only one logical reason for that is to keep losing. Like, he's doing his job. There's there's no logical reason for any franchise to keep Adam Gase after his tenure with the Jets. But here he is still walking the sidelines in that green. Like the, he should have been fired a long time ago. But here he is and like you said, I guess yeah, he's doing his job. I mean, he's doing exactly what they need him to do and that's lose games. Uh yeah, it's been it's been a disaster. And remember week 1, uh I think Jacksonville went to and went down and beat um, Indianapolis week one. And we were all like, oh, yeah. Jacksonville's <laughs> for real. And since then, it's been a mess. So it'll, it will definitely be Trevor Lawrence, number one, to the Jets. And uh, Justin Fields, two, to the uh, to the Jags. But there's a lot of quarterbacks out there right now. And I don't know how many teams need quarterbacks besides those two. Yeah, I, I mean, Mo, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. Okay. You did cut out for a sec, but yeah, yeah go ahead. Like I was saying, like I there's not a lot of teams that need quarterbacks right now. Everyone's pretty much got their their guy, at least they think. The Chargers got Justin Herbert, the Dolphins have um, you know, Tua and they think that he's going to be pretty good. There's not a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. That's one of the draws uh, you know, downfalls of like these quarterbacks lasting longer is that there's not a lot of jobs. So, like, really, it's just the Jets and the Jags that are looking for a quarterback right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first three picks on the board right now are the Jets, the Jags, and the Bengals. And I think the Bengals have their guy they in Joe Burrow. The, four, the fourth pick is, uh, you know, just or the Chargers, and they have their guy in Justin Herbert. And obviously, the Cowboys are a dismal fifth pick, and we have our guy in Dak Prescott. So, um, and you know, the very next one, I'll, I'll go down one further. Uh, the sixth pick is the Carolina Panthers and they have them projected to take Trey Lance on CBS sports. So maybe Teddy isn't the guy in Carolina potentially. No, I, I didn't think that he was going to be the guy there. I, you know, it's one of those things that I, he was a filler. I mean, when you bring in Matt rule, he wants his quarterback and he'll find his guy. Trey Lance is going to be an interesting prospect because we only, we get the one game, right? We only get the one game, the tryout um, that he had this year. Uh, and that's all we had. Like, it, this is it, you know? So uh, Trey Lance is going to be a really interesting player to see how NFL scouts evaluate him. Uh, you know, he's been working 
for draft the combine since the beginning of this year. Like he hasn't been playing like Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence have been. Uh, he's been training. So it'll be interesting to see how NFL scouts evaluate him. But yeah, I mean, he could be going to the Panthers because I think that Matt Rule needs to find his quarterback. Uh, but really, the Panthers, the Jags, um, I, I mean, I really just off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody besides maybe the football team. They might be looking for a quarterback, but they're going to win the division. So they're not going to be up there for a top pick. Yeah, I mean, they could take Mac Jones if they want. He's a winner at Alabama if they want to, you know, reach for Mac Jones. Yeah. But yeah, that's on them. I think I think Ron Rivera trusts Alex Smith. I think, you know, they have Kyle Allen on the bench. They trust him. And I think Dwayne Haskins is someone that they can, you know, try to teach the offense to and maybe take over the reins and, you know, two to three years uh, down the line. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what is is going on, but you can really see there there's um, there's a lot of losing right now in the NFL, uh, and it's mo- mostly from the Jags and the Jets, which I feel like we've been saying for the past decade. Um, so maybe tanking doesn't work. I don't know. Um, so it it has been a really interesting thing to see about what this looks like. Um, but those two teams are the bad teams in the uh, a- AFC. If we talk about the good teams, the teams that are actually winning in the AFC, there are a lot of good teams right now. You got the Kansas City Chiefs that are obviously this defending champs. And right now it just seems like they're on cruise control. It doesn't seem like they're actually trying to win a ton of games. Like they're just in cruise mode until they have to be this week against Miami. It kind of looked the same. Um, you know, that game was one that I think the chiefs were favored by like seven and a half or something like that. Maybe nine uh, was the point line. And I was like, no, there's no way. So I put, I didn't bet any money on it, but you know, I chose Miami to, to cover because the Chiefs just kind of seem like they're just kind of waiting for the playoffs. Like we see that in the NBA, like with LeBron and the Lakers, like you'll, you'll see them cruise to the end. You see it a lot in college football. You know, Alabama just doesn't seem interested until the end. Right now, Kansas City seems like that. Um, they The only real team that I think they have to worry about is the Bills. And even then, I don't know if Josh Allen is a guy that you're going to get in a shootout with. You know, I, I think that Pat, Patrick Mahomes in that offense and Andy Reid likes their chances of getting in a shootout because um, they don't think that Josh Allen can beat them, you know, 45 to 43. I don't think that they, they think that they can do that. So uh, you have those. And then, of course, the Steelers have been kind of falling off. Uh, and the, they've lost the last two. And I, I've thought that they haven't looked great all year. They've just been able to get kind of easy victories. You know, they've had a pretty easy schedule. They The NFC North, uh, AFC North got the draw of the NFC East. So, almost guaranteed four wins besides the football team right now. Um, but what do you think about the AFC playoff picture right now, Mo? Man, if the chiefs are on cruise control right now, that is very scary for the rest of the NFL. If that's what they look like when they're not trying (laughs) and they're just, you know, screwing around like they're at practice or something, that is very scary for the rest of the AFC. That's scary for anyone coming out of the NFC. Yeah. Right now, I don't see anyone, you know, taking the Chiefs on and actually, you know, you know, beating them. We saw what happened to the Packers when they faced a good defense or whenever they got down, you know, too too far in a game, you know, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Aaron Rodgers is a, you know, the type of person if he throws two picks, if he throws three picks, 
in the beginning of the game, he'll get discouraged and he won't play well for the remainder of the game. Uh, we saw on Sunday what happens to Patrick Mahomes whenever he throws three interceptions. He comes back and he throws for 400 yards. He throws for a couple of touchdowns. He runs the offense like nothing is going on, like it's the normal, you know, just a day of practice. And, you know, they win a game without even, you know, playing their best football. So I think that's very scary because they played against a great coach and Brian Flores. He's got his guys playing very you know, solid football. And I think they, you know, gave it a run at the end, but uh, Kansas city was, was just way too good, you know, across the board. Um, I, I, I can't see anyone beating them. Um, obviously the bills have looked good of late. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, I don't know if they're good enough to challenge Kansas city. I think they're the only team that can at this point, we saw them play the Titans last year in the AFC championship game. It wasn't close by the end. Um, the Bills probably have the best chance, but I think that game is going to end up, you know, Kansas City by 10 by the end. Yeah, you know, this is – it's one of those things that, like, every year in the NFL we see a team that went to a Super Bowl that fell off, right? Uh, it happens l- almost every single year. The char- uh, the Rams a couple years ago, the next year they fell off. The 49ers right now are in the middle of the pack just trying to stay healthy. Uh, you see it almost year after year after year, one of the two teams that are in the Super Bowl just falls off that next year. Um, And I would have predicted last year that it would have been the 49ers. Not because they lost, but because I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are that good, and I think that they're only going to get better. I think that, like like you said, with Pat throwing three interceptions, it didn't bother him. It didn't phase him. Like He was just like, okay, let me go out there for my next drive, and I'm going to throw another 40-yard bomb. Like It doesn't phase that offense. It doesn't phase Andy Reid and his play calling. It doesn't matter. Um, and if you have Eric Bieniemy as your offensive coordinator, then you're in good shape. You know, that's going to be one of the key things is this year, it, they need to capitalize on another championship. They they really need to capitalize on that because Eric Bieniemy has gone. He, he is not staying in Kansas City. He will get another job this year. Um, and will that be in Houston, uh, Detroit? Don't know. But He'll get another job. He'll be gone. So they got to capitalize this year, and they've looked incredible. I mean, it has really been remarkable how good they've looked at times and then how mediocre they looked and then immediately flip the switch, and they're up by three scores. Like, I was that's what I was nervous about this week. Now, the Dolphins were able to come back, but they were down. I mean, they were down a couple, and then they scored like 21 points in three minutes or something crazy like that, and then it was like, okay, here we go. It's a blowout now. Um, and you know, the dolphins were able to come back and and make it a game, but that's what I was afraid of. You know, I I was afraid that, that this is just going to be a blowout because as soon as they hit the switch, it's on like, there's nothing that you can do about it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. And, uh, some, some, someone's going to have to come up with something amazing to stop them. Like, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, Bill Belichick has done it in the past. When he had a great defense, I don't think he does anymore. Uh, someone's going to need to do something superhuman, something, you know, um, just intellectually superior to what Andy, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy are doing because uh, they're just on a different level. I don't think anyone has any answers for them now. Um, go ask Bill Belichick. I think he's the only guy right now that yeah. has any idea how to stop him. You know, it would be interesting to see the Steelers' defense match up against them because the Steelers' defense, when healthy, is really good. Now, Bud Dupree's been, you know, he got hurt uh, 
they have some injuries defensively for the Steelers, but that Steelers defense is really good. Their offense isn't very good, but their their defense is really good. So that would be an interesting matchup if we were to see that in the AFC playoffs. Um, and, you know, wh- whether that be the AFC championship game or the divisional round or wherever it be, um, you know, that would be a really interesting matchup to see against the Kansas City offense with the Pittsburgh defense. Because uh, when the Pittsburgh defense is humming, they are they're they're really humming. Uh, we're gonna take another quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about college football. We're gonna talk about the playoff. Uh, those four teams will be announced this weekend. A lot of things are gonna unravel this weekend, but we'll talk to you uh, about our predictions on the college football playoff and what that means, um, what that's gonna look like uh, coming up next here on the Logan Ward Show. Well, the Christmas time is around. You need to shop. You've already lost all you don't know where you're at shopping-wise. You need that last-minute gift. You can go to Amazon. We're already making Jeff Bezos a bunch of money, right? So why don't we make him a little bit more? Next time you're planning on buying something on Amazon, go to 12OutSportsNetwork.com slash Amazon. Help support grow, help grow our show by just using that. Buy whatever you want. Buy whatever Christmas presents you were doing, but go to 12OunceSportsNetwork.com slash Amazon, and it'll redirect you to the Amazon, and you can shop away. That's 12OunceSportsNetwork.com slash Amazon.
Welcome to my bookie. You're ready to create an account and start making money. And we're here to help. And remember, you can get a bonus of up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Now you're ready to bet. Just go to mybookie.ag, visit the sports book, click on your bet, and input the amount you want to risk or win in the bet slip. Yes, it's that easy. Just remember, at MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. getting things done. We're pretty good at solving problems. COVID-19 is the biggest challenge we've had to face. But challenges are what motivate us. Like flying masks to our employees around the world. We're doing everything we can to get you what you need and doing everything we can to keep our people safe. I'm former Navy pilot, Sarah Rhodes, and I'm proud to lead our Amazon Air Network. joining us from now on uh he'll be here uh he'll be here joining us uh from now on in this new rendition of the logan ward show uh again we're gonna each week we're gonna get better each week we're gonna get better and better uh and try to grow this thing out so um thanks for the 12 ounce sports uh folks for letting us you know do this and come back on here uh here so we want to talk about the college football. We talked about we opened the show talking about college football and how it's just wildly flawed. Uh, this this year, um, you know, I think that it, it's one of those things where college, the college football committee, the playoff committee, they love that we're talking about this. I mean, they they love the controversy because we're talking about it. I mean, this has been their formula since the beginning. It was TCU or Baylor or Ohio State at the the first time. It, it's always been who's going to be in, who's going to be out, and this year's no different. They love us talking about it. That's why they put Ohio State 4. Now, they put Ohio State 4, and they pretty much cemented the college football playoffs last week. If they would have switched it and put Texas A&M at number 4, then you'd have had a little bit more controversy. But right now, there's one game to watch this weekend. One. Notre Dame-Clemson. That's it. I think that Alabama's opening up as a 
like a 20-point favorite over Florida. Okay, that'll be great fun. No, it'll be a blowout. Ohio State's a 19.5-point favorite over Northwestern. That will be a blowout. So really, Notre Dame-Clemson is the only game that we're watching. It's the only game that matters this weekend. Because if Clemson wins, both teams get in. If Notre Dame wins, then you have an outside chance of possibly getting um, Ohio State knocked out or Ohio State moves up, Texas A&M gets in. Notre Dame wins, chaos. Clemson wins, which they have Trevor Lawrence, and it was a close game last time. If Clemson wins, it's cemented. This is it. Your four's here. Your four has been the top four. They wanted Ohio State in. That's why they the Big Ten changed the rules. They wanted Ohio State in, so they've kept them at number four. There's no games other than Notre Dame-Clemson this weekend. It's going to be a fascinating game. I mean, the first game was incredible. This game is going to be even better. But, Mo, I don't see a scenario where if Clemson beats Notre Dame, it's any other than the what's already out there. Yeah, that's a it's a tough one. I, I don't know if there's any any switching up what the committee has determined so far as our top four. Um, but to your point from earlier in the show, I actually would love to see Alabama play at Coastal Carolina in the format that we have a 12 team playoff or a 16 team playoff or even an 18 playoff. Give me Georgia versus Alabama. Give me Florida versus Notre Dame. You know, give me Iowa State and Clemson. Give me some games. I want to see some competitive matches. We watched some of these, you know, great teams at the beginning of the season play Austin P and Alabama, Florida Coastal, and, you know, all these no-name schools for, you know, a chunk of change, right? Like, these big-name schools are paying these smaller schools for a beatdown. That's what it is. You get paid whenever you play one of those cupcake games. And so they willingly take a beating for the for their school as a sacrifice. That money. And that's awesome. You have to do that. But at the same time, you know, take some of those games off of the schedule and let's play, you know, an extended playoff. Let's have 16 teams or even eight teams. That, I think, will draw in more revenue from, you know, across the nation, really. Um, more schools will have a vested interest in trying to get to the end and playing in a playoff game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's the only way – to fix college football. Let's try to have more competitive matches. Stop, you know, stop making it so much about the money. I understand money is important, but I think there's still a way to do this where you can make money and have competitive games throughout December and throughout January. You can make, you can extend the playoffs by a couple of weeks and bring in much more revenue um, than you would in any other fashion and how it is now. I think the fans are getting bored of it. It's stale. We know what's going to happen every year. Um, you know, I don't really care to watch college football this year at all because it was just not competitive. And, you know, it, COVID really ruined it. But, um, yeah, other sports were less affected, I think, than college football. And I think there's a reason for that. Uh, we need to cultivate competition in this sport again. Yeah, you know, it would be. In, I guess they could. what they could do is just that week one be the uh, cupcake, I guess you could say, or week one and two so that you could have your, your marquee matchups week one. But week three – you're going straight into conference. Week three, you go into a conference schedule of six games. You have eight games on the schedule, and then you play two extra playoff games. 
than you what you normally would. You have two extra games there for the playoffs. So maybe that's something that they can do. I am for expansion of this, um, but at the at the current level, at, the, at what is currently the college football playoff, I do not want to see Coastal Carolina, Alabama. I don't want to see it. There's gonna there would be such a better matchup. I mean, even Texas A&M, who I think has gotten better since their last time against Alabama, was thumped. Was thumped. I think Texas A&M would beat Coastal Carolina by 14 points. Like, I don't think that that game would be particularly close. But I think that if we expanded the playoffs, maybe. Yes. Because, I mean, we get you, you still get the Milwaukee's versus Orlando's in the first round of the. Like, you still get those uh, one versus eight seeds. And what I think it's, uh, you know, they're. The Warriors beat the Mavericks in like 08 or whatever it was that they. Uh, were the one seed and, and didn't get, you know, the Mavs beat or lost to the Warriors. Uh, you've seen, like, some of the teams in the – you've seen one team, a 16 seed, beat the number one seed. And, like, those are fun. Th- that is fun because we expect that. You know, that we expect them to get – you know, we expect them to whoop them and then move on to the next one. But it does provide that Cinderella story that could possibly happen. Um, I, I just – with a 14 playoff, I don't want to see a Cinderella story. I don't want to see it. Like, it, it just doesn't – appeal to me that we should throw them in there. We should throw Coastal Carolina in there. I, it just – it doesn't appeal to me at all. I, You know, we talked about it, you know, it being wildly flawed. Um, they've got to fix something. They have got to fix something. Yeah, I mean, you said it. I think there there's so many flaws in the system. I think there's an arbitrary process for picking – the playoff teams and all the different bowl games. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason, even though there are some, you know, unstated rules where uh, different power five conferences play each other for a bowl game. Um, You know, the second place team in a power five conference plays another second place team in a different power five conference for, you know, sugar bowl or the orange bowl or, you know, whatever, you know, random bowl, the Navy tractor, (laughs) uh, home Depot, uh, um, Chili's <laughs> Pluckers Bowl. I mean, those those are fine. I mean, some teams have to play in those bowls to to even have football. Um, you know, at the end of the season. But I think for the top twenty five teams, like, what's the point of having a top twenty five if you're not going to use top twenty five for anything? There, the rankings don't matter at all because, you know, the only the top four teams really make a difference when it comes to the end of the season. Uh, there's no reason to say we finished as the eighth-ranked team in the nation. That doesn't mean anything. You can go to, you know, the Sugar Bowl or you know the Hawaii Sun Bowl and you know still lose, and it doesn't matter. Like, you should get a chance to play the best teams if you're, you know, ranked. I think yeah. um, there's no point in having rankings. I don't understand why we have a top 25. We go through all that trouble uh, to sift through every single college across the nation and try to find the best ones. Where at the end of the season, it's just pointless really it, it doesn't make any sense to me now now that we actually talk about it out loud out loud it just seems absolutely ludicrous that we even have rankings in college football you know it's one of those things where it's like with uh college football is it, the college football playoff we look at strength of schedule um but if you're coastal carolina like that just that is a, a non-qualifying factor if you're coastal carolina because you have no strength of schedule like your strength is zero so like that's where if we're using that metric, if we're using strength of schedule as a metric to get into the college football playoff, you have immediately elim- eliminated every team. That's not a power five team. 
You, you've just completely eliminated all of them because their strength of schedule is not going to be very good. Unless they, in some crazy way, that Coastal Carolina beats Alabama when they play them that year or whatever. Like, still, if you're if you're beating up on, uh, you know, MAC Conference or, or MACTION, you know, if you're beating up on those teams and you get in, like, it, your strength of schedule is not going to be very much. So, the, uh, opposed to playing in the SEC or the Big Ten, who's typically big, you know, that has been pretty strong – you say strength of schedule, you've eliminated all the other teams that are not Power 5. And honestly, you probably eliminated the Pac-12 because their strength of schedule is not going to be that good anyway. Uh, so I think that there's a, just so many things that college football needs to figure out. I think that we need to get rid of the, uh, you know, there is real talk here that the Power 5 is going to move out of the NCAA. That the Power 5 conferences are just going to say, we're going to do what we want to do. And we're going to remove ourselves from the NCAA. And we're going to have this own Power Five, um, you know, championship. This, you know, this little contained bubble of our Power Five conferences, and then the rest of them can do it. And I think that's what you have to do at this point in time. Like you have to do that right now, because you already do that with Division Three. We have Division Three. We have that with the FCS program. So we have FCS Division One, and then we have FBS Division One. We already do that. Let's just make another tier so that the MAC can can compete. That you know, these other teams, the Big East or whatever, they they can actually compete for championships because right now they're not. They, they There's just no way that they're competing for championships against Bama and Ohio State. Yeah, it is time to secede, I think. Um, those Power <laughs> Five schools, um, you know, go be the union. It's fine. But everyone underneath that, <clears throat> you I think you deserve to have, you know, a championship. I think you deserve to be at the, the pinnacle of your sport. And, you know, it's not possible when you have – you know, people that are playing in, in, you know, schools that should be counted as D2 or schools that should be counted as, you know, in a second tier of, you know, the, the D1, if you want to call it. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense because it's just pointless for them to even try. Um, I don't think they have a fair shot at ever playing these big teams anyways. I don't think, you know, Coastal Carolina will have their shot to play Alabama, UCF when they went like 14 or 15 or 16 and 0. They didn't have a chance to play in the college football playoff. Um, those teams just, it doesn't matter for them. You just have a great season. It's a great memory, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter in the greater landscape of college football. And that's what the circuit they are is playing for. And it's just inherently unfair to them. And uh, I agree. It's, it's time to secede. It's time to, uh, you know, segregate the, the competition even more for the sake of competition um, because as we've, talked about during the show it's just it's washed now it's four you know pretty high level teams that are a cut above the rest and then you get you know the rest of the top 25 who are uh varyingly good different you know quality programs in the in the you know uh power five conferences and then you throw a coastal carolina in there or you throw a couple of mac teams in there because they have really great records really flashy uh offenses that you know we've seen on national tv a couple of times but they will never get a chance to, you know, actually prove their talent and prove what they, uh, what their talent is, uh, you know, on a competitive landscape or um, in contrast to one of these power five schools. So um, it doesn't make any sense. It's time to change the system college football. You know, let's do something for the sake of competition, for the sake of quality, for the sake of saving the sport, I think. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I think that also something should be looked at of, 
reducing even more the amount of scholarships that are given out because there's really no reason that people should go from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence, uh, that one program can go to these two great, you know, that right now is Mac Jones on the same level as Tua? Eh, probably not. But, you know, I think that you have these players. Joe Burrow was sitting on the bench at Ohio state. Like he was a, he was on the bench at Ohio state and he's one of the best college football, like college quarterbacks to ever play the game. And right now he's looking like a, a stud NFL player. He was on the bench. And then Justin Fields moves over to, to Ohio State. So we got to figure out some way to, uh, you know, sprinkle the wealth out to these other teams as well. Because, like, Michigan, Michigan's not competing with Ohio State. Michigan State's not competing with Ohio State. Nobody in the Big Ten is competing with them. Really, nobody in the ACC is competing with Clemson. And honestly, the SEC, we talk about how great it is and how strong of a conference that is. Nobody's really competing with Alabama except Georgia a couple years ago. Like, they had a good run. Are they going to be able to get back there? Who knows? But nobody's competing against them. And when you had Oklahoma with their run, nobody was competing against Oklahoma in in the Big 12. So you have those teams, and then you have the Pac-12 that's out there just you know fighting for whatever. Uh, you know, if you have those teams, um, just even in their conferences, being one step above, or maybe even three steps above all the other teams in the conference, it's not you know that that's not a great thing. Um, it, we thought that maybe we'd get some. You know, uh, Texas got this number one overall high school recruit. Oh no, he decommitted and went to Ohio State. Uh, so it is what it is. Uh, but you know, like you said, we've said it the entire show, college football needs to change. Um, there are a lot of things that need to change with college football. Hopefully COVID-19 has shown that that is, um, a, a real need for college football in the NCAA. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, we're glad y'all stopped by here today on 12 ounce on the Logan Ward show. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Logan Ward pod. You can also find us on Apple uh, podcast on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to listen to it later on, you can also uh, subscribe to our podcast there. Uh, there's honestly, there's a, like a laundry list of things that you, you, you can do. I mean, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow 12 ounce sports. You can find us on social medias, uh, Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on podcast. You can, there's a lot of things that you could do. Um, but how about you just start with following us on Twitter? We put a lot of information on Twitter. So go ahead and follow us on Twitter. If you're not already at Logan Ward pod, uh, thanks to our sponsors, my bookie, Amazon, uh, affiliate links. You can go to 12 ounce sports network.com slash Amazon. And then it'll just send you a direct site to Amazon where you can do all your Christmas shopping that you haven't done yet that you're waiting to do. Um, so go do that. Go do all these things. Uh, we'll be back next week. We got plenty of things to still talk about. We got a big weekend in the NFL. Uh, playoffs are right around the corner, Mo. Um, I mean, they're really, they're like, the playoffs are almost here. Uh, and so uh, we got a lot of talk, stuff to talk about coming up here on next week's episode of the Logan Ward Show. That's going to do it for us today. We'll be back next time. You're watching the Logan Ward Show on 12 Ounce Sports Network.